For 24 years, Passion has invited 18 to 25-year-olds from all over the world to come and know Jesus. Now we're coming to you. Access all of the talks, moments, and breakouts from the last two decades of Passion on your phone, desktop, or tablet, wherever you are. For $7 a month, you can bring Passion home for your kids, family, friends, and church. Head to passiondigitalallaccess.com and subscribe today. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection on 1 Samuel 17 comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. Even David, when he came to the battle, was up against the giant of rejection. Uh, 1 Samuel 17 is where we've been this whole time and we'll be in and out of it the whole series. And I've been, you know, reading this passage, uh, obviously, for many, many weeks now and uh, still reading it uh, every day. And what's beautiful to me is when our giants emerge from the text. You know, there's two kinds of preaching and it's a big kind of theological word that most people really don't care about. But um, there's a kind of preaching called eisegesis. And eisegesis, not uh, I saw Jesus, but eisegesis, it's a different word. Um, And eisegesis is when you read into the text what you want the text to say. And so I would be saying, we're going to preach on a giant called rejection this week. So I've got to figure out how to get into the story of David and Goliath. And I got to find rejection in there somewhere and squeeze my message into the text to make the text say what I want the text to say. That is not the way you want to preach. What you want to do is called exegesis, and exegesis is where the text speaks for itself, that you unlock and uncover what the text is already saying, and you let the text speak, not you speaking into the text what you want it to say, but you let the text say what God is already saying in the text. And I love it when uh, we're getting around this idea of the giant of rejection, and then I'm reading through the text, and rejection is right in the text. I don't have to read it in. The text is reading it out to us. David faced rejection before he killed Goliath. A couple of places, uh, 1 Samuel 17, verse 28. Now, David's a little boy. He goes up to take supplies to his brothers. If you don't know the story, and he gets there, he hears about Goliath, he hears the taunting, uh, he, he, he doesn't like what he hears, and he starts inquiring about who is this giant and what's going to happen to the person who takes him down, and he's kind of already thinking in his mind, I- I'm going to be that person. And look what happens in verse 28, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? Now, can we just back up one step? David had several brothers. We, we know this from the story of when the prophet came to anoint a new king for Israel. And he knew that the, the, the king was going to be one of the sons of Jesse in Bethlehem. And so he goes there and he says to Jesse, I, I need to see your sons. And so they start with the oldest. So that would be Eliab. And Eliab comes out and he's the biggest, the oldest, the strongest. And everybody's going to think, okay, that's going to be the one. Because in man's way, you would always pass the blessing down to the oldest son. So they bring out Eliab and they're like, all right, there he is. That's going to be the guy. And the prophet says, ah, man, he, he's a good looking kid and he's tall. He's got experience, but I don't think he's the one. You got another brother. The next youngest brother comes, the next youngest. And you know the story. At the end of the day, they, they, they bring all the brothers by. But they didn't even bother to bring David to the showcase. 
And so the prophet says, is there another kid? And they're like, yeah, we got like this one little kid out there like with the sheep, but surely you're not gonna wanna pick him. Go get him. So they wait on David. When David arrives, the prophet says, that's the one, anoint him. He's God's chosen one. Well, how do you think that made Eliab feel that day? He was so frustrated that the system was turned upside down and that the oldest wasn't chosen, but this youngest kid who didn't even get in the lineup was chosen, which once again was just a picture that God saves us in God's own way. It is not by the strength of man that we are saved. It is by the work of God that we are saved. That's why in the story of David and Goliath, we have uncovered this huge revelation, and that is this, that we are not David in the story of David and Goliath. It's not about us getting our stones and going out and killing the giant of rejection. Jesus is David in the story of David and Goliath. And Jesus came on the scene to kill our giants for us, to take down Satan once and for all. And through the picture of a little shepherd boy taking down a nine foot tall giant with a rock, God is saying, my way is the way of salvation, not man's might, but God's might. That's how we're saved. And Eliab has got this in his mind that this old kid wrecked everything. So the kid shows up and instead of him saying, hey, hey everybody, this is my little brother. He's going to be the king of Israel. Pretty amazing. I know. It wasn't me. And that seems like that's weird, but I'm so happy for him. And I was frustrated for a few days, but then I worked it out. And I went to my little brother and said, hey, little brother, I want you to know I was frustrated for a little while, but your big brother is here for you. And when David shows up, he says, hey, give me a hug, man. I love you. I'm so glad. Don't worry about that giant. I'm going to take that giant down. We'll be home in about two weeks. Tell dad everything's going to be fine. And by the way, I'm so happy you're going to be the king. I'm going to get to be the older brother of the king of Israel. And that's pretty special, man. Let's pound it. Come on. That's really, really cool. I love you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for the supplies. That's all great. But that's not what happened. He still was stung that he got rejected in his mind. And so he burned with anger and he said to him, why have you come down here? And then listen to the tone of this one. And with whom did you leave those few little sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Imagine David, this is his oldest brother. I mean, next to his dad, this is like the voice in his life. This is the guy he wants to be. And what is he getting? A boatload of rejection. And do you know why? Because Eliab felt rejected and rejected people reject people. So maybe you've done something crazy. And maybe that's why you're not married anymore. Maybe it's really not her fault. Maybe you just did something crazy. Maybe you're just impossible to live with. Maybe you wrecked all the business up and and, and weren't a, a good employee and that's why you're not at the company anymore. That's a possibility. But in a lot of cases in our lives, when we are rejected, in many, many cases, it's because the person doing the rejected feels rejected. And all they know how to do is to pass on to us what they feel like has been dumped on them. And somehow David is just doing what his dad asked him to do. He's annoyed by the fact that a giant is, is, is defaming the name of his God. He's just asking some questions and then bam, huge rejection from his brother. 
Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1 and visit passioncitychurch.com for more information on our locations and gathering times.